How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. All right, thank you for tuning in to Chop Up a Bit. I am Kyle Edwards, of course. This is episode number 70. And this episode, we're going to take a look at the national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State that happened last night. Uh, break it down a little bit. But I think my main focus with the game is take a look at some of the big name players that were in that game, where it's kind of a foregone conclusion that they will probably enter the draft and then see kind of where those players could project come next season. Uh, Let's also take a look at Joel Klatt, who is a college football analyst, and he's he's actually a pretty good listen if you ever watch Colin Cowherd's show, because he gives his honest opinion on most schools and all that, but what I do like about him is he was once one of those guys who thought the playoff had to stay at four, but he's kind of come around to my side. If you remember some episodes ago, I laid out what I thought the playoff should look like with 16 teams. Now he hasn't come fully to 16, but he did have an interesting structure on the show. I think yes, uh, today. Yeah, he was on it today. And I just want to quickly go over it because I think actually pretty good one so we'll talk about that and then of course end of the episode set you up for episodes to come this week but um but yeah let's go ahead and jump in to some recap of the national championship game so if you guys watched it uh you'd have noticed that early on the game was kind of back and forth but we I mean, you could tell that Alabama just had way too many athletes. And Devontae Smith, Ohio State didn't know what to do with him. Alabama kept putting him in motion. And Ohio State kind of got confused whether to stick man on him, play zone with him. Whatever they did, it didn't stop him. They couldn't stop him. He only played basically half the game he had what three touchdowns he had I think over 200 yards receiving so if he had played the whole game who knows what kind of numbers he would have put up Mac Jones had five touchdowns he did have a little bit of calf injury but didn't slow him down he looked good Uh, Najee Harris the top running back for Alabama Ran with a purpose. He ran with power. He ran with speed. He scored a touchdown. He looked good. Um, That's kind of the the main standouts coming to the game for Alabama. Iowa State on the other end. uh, You had um, Justin Fields. He, He looked like he clearly was still 
uh, feeling the effects of the hit from last week with Clemson. I don't know if it was like hip, ribs or something, but then he kind of took a big hit early in the game yesterday. You could tell that it really affected him. He he just didn't look too comfortable out there early on. He did get a little bit warmer towards halftime and coming out of halftime, but it seemed like whenever Ohio State was able to put points on the board and maybe start building momentum, Alabama would come right back drive down the field score a touchdown and just keep the lead I think they kept the lead kind of like two three touchdowns for most of the game then ultimately they ended up winning by four touchdowns uh, it was a 52 to 24 so you know Nick Saban gets another ring and oddly enough it does keep up the weird stat that uh, like Nick Saban, Bill Belichick have never won rings in the same year, I believe. I think that's still a thing. And, of course, this year the Patriots weren't even in the playoffs, but Alabama gets the ring, so that has held up yet again. Um, you know, Alabama's going to have the normal guys graduate and enter the draft, but since they're such a football factory... I'm sure they're going to be the favorite come next year. Ohio State. Uh, you already know Justin Fields is on his way out. I think Olavi, who's another guy who, I mean, he, I think because of Fields' inability to really perform at a high level, it did hurt Olavi's production. Although I do like Olavi a lot. I think he's going to be a good wide receiver in the next level. Uh, the running back for them was a Trey Sermon. He basically got hurt early in the first quarter, so he wasn't much of a f- factor, which definitely did hurt Ohio State's offense. But, I mean, Alabama's defense was, I mean, they were, they were adequate. You know, the good passing teams have put up points on Alabama. I mean, the last team was with Florida and the SEC title game, you know, Trask and uh, Pitts and all that, they were able to move the ball in Alabama. Ohio State just really struggled to to really keep the game close. I would have liked to have seen, you know, if it was close late in the fourth, you know, how would Fields kind of step up and perform in a situation like that? We didn't get that. So, yeah. Ultimately, like I said, Alabama wins it all. Going to the game, most people, that's kind of what they were guessing was going to happen. So, ultimately, that is what happened. And, like I said, college football, the season is over. And now we can kind of look towards the draft slash, I guess we'll kind of look a little forward draft wise so like I said just taking a quick look at some of the big names coming into the game and how well they did uh, we'll start we'll start with Ohio State since they didn't since they lost the game we'll start there so Justin Fields 17 of 33 you'd like to see completion percentage a little higher than that he threw for less than 200 yards not good 
But I will say, looking at Justin Fields and then projecting him uh, next level, I think Todd McShay has him going around like late teens, 15, 19 area, which means he, if that does happen, he would be in play for the Patriots. Once again, you all know I'm a Patriots fan. When I heard 15th, got a little excited because watching Justin Fields play against Alabama, the one thing that stood out to me was he kind of looks, let's see if I can put this correctly, like he's not as big as Cam Newton, of course, but he does kind of give me Cam Newton vibes. But I will say his, well, of course, Justin Fields' throwing motion is better looking than Cam's, which I think, you know, Cam, because he is a little bigger, that's just how it turned out he ended up throwing the ball. But Fields does have a better throwing motion, so I think he'll be able to make more uh, throws, more than, you know, tough throws along the sideline and touch throws like that. He'll be able to do that better than Cam Newton. And I think because of his better motion, he will be able to throw it downfield a little better. So, so yeah, if Fields drops to New England, I would be fine with that. I would take that. And even when he scrambles, he runs kind of, he looks like Cam Newton when he's you know running downfield. Uh, the other guy, like I said, Sermon, he only got one carry, so... It's unfortunate for him. His backup was Master Teague, which great name there. He did well with 15 carries, but with Ohio, with Ohio State down a lot in the second half, they couldn't really try to establish a running game. So with his limited times uh, touching the ball, he was fine. So Olavi. Olavi had eight catches, six, nine yards. It's pretty good numbers. Uh, he he kind of reminds me of uh, like for some reason I want to say like Tyler Lockett with Seattle kind of a smaller guy uh, pretty good route runner he you know usually makes the catches along the sideline has good body control uh, I think Olavi is eligible to enter the draft yeah he's a junior so you know he's probably coming out this year but he's another guy who from the few games I watched of Ohio State was a player that I really kept my eyes on because I mean he's he's got speed he can make plays with the ball in his hand and he can you know he would be good probably in any system because if you're a like option route type of team you know, he's a guy who can sit down in a zone, make a catch, turn up field, make a couple of guys miss, and make plays like that. Um, I was really impressed with their other wide receiver who kind of came in more in the second half when the game was out of reach, but they're Jackson Smith like in Jib, in Jibba or something. He's a freshman, so he's not coming out this year, but that's a guy to watch next couple of years down the line. Um, 
defensively, I mean, Sean Wade is probably the big name defensively, their cornerback. I mean, Wade had the tough job of trying to cover Devontae Smith a lot of the night. And like I said, Devontae Smith was just, he couldn't be covered. I mean, Sean Wade, I think. I feel like Sean Wade's probably more of a maybe zone type corner. I don't know. Because there was some times where he tried uh, bump and run with Devontae Smith and couldn't get his hands on him. And Smith kind of had a free run. Now, once again, Devontae Smith is really quick. So that's probably was part of the problem. But. You know, there's other receivers like that in the NFL, so I don't know if Wade really would perform well in a man-to-man type defense. I think he, like, I don't think he's a, you know, Stephon Gilmore type corner, but I think he could be a, who was it, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters plays for Baltimore right now, and... Peters is a guy who started off with the Rams, and the Rams played a lot of man-to-man in the secondary, and he struggled a little bit. But now that he's moved on to Baltimore, where they play a little bit off the line and more zone-type looks, Peters performs well because you know he can sit back a little bit, read the quarterback's eyes, and then jump the ball. Sean Wade can do that as well. Hmm... I feel like those are the big names coming in for Ohio State. So let's go ahead and jump over to the Alabama side of the ball. Mac Jones was great. 36 for 45, 464 through the air with the five touchdowns, uh, five touchdown passes. So first glimpse from watching him last night, I kept seeing Eli Manning. I feel like his throwing motion looks like if you put a New York Giant jersey on him, you would think it was Eli Manning out there. He's not that mobile either. Eli wasn't really that mobile. Um, the only thing I usually worry about with Alabama quarterbacks is can you really truly judge them based off of their college experience? Because most Alabama quarterbacks have like two great running backs, two, three top wide receivers that they're throwing to, and they're usually going against a lot of defenses that can't defend that type of talent. So it's usually easier for them to find open receivers. And, of course, once you get to the NFL, that's not a normal thing. But, I mean, he did make some throws that were definitely NFL quality. Um, I think there was a play in the third where he dropped back the pocket was collapsing a little bit on him and he had to throw a touch pass to I think it was um, Mechie or Michi however you pronounce his last name where he had to get it up over the corner because uh, he scrambled a little bit to his right so it became kind of a scramble drill for the wide receiver and like Mechie turned up field, got around the corner. He had to loft it over that corner, 
and before the safety could get over, and he lofted it perfectly, and they got a big first down on the sideline. And, you know, a throw like that, that translates at the next level. He was, like I said, I mean, 36 for 45. He was really accurate passing the ball. Another good thing. He can push the ball downfield. Um, so he's he's going to be an interesting prospect next level. I do think a game like this may push his draft stock up a little bit higher than it probably needs to be because there was some talk of him going, I guess, late first round. I don't know if I would take him there, but if I was a team in the middle of the second round and a Mac Jones was there, I think you'd get great value at that position. But then again, if you if somebody takes him late in the first round, it'd have to be a pretty decent team with maybe an agent quarterback which now you think about it maybe a Pittsburgh I mean that's literally their situation but I don't know he he's an interesting one to look at come draft time where exactly he ends up going um, but yeah hopefully he doesn't go too high and to the wrong team because like the Alabama quarterbacks have been real hit or miss because you have Tua right now and even Tua is looking it's kind of seeming like the more and more you get tape on Tua he uh, I guess it kind of shows like the first couple of games where he was you know on fire and he won like three and Oh, four known his first couple of games, then he started to struggle late in the season. And now there's kind of some questions of how like what Tua's ceiling is actually gonna be. And not to say he's not a starting quarterback in the league, but might have to temper your expectations with him now. But then you look back, you have guys like was it Greg McElroy, AJ McCarron, who was a career backup. Um big name Alabama quarterback before that like I said so just saying you know Alabama quarterbacks don't have the best reputation in the NFL but we'll see like I said uh, Najee Harris the running back 22 carries 79 yards 3.6 yards a carry of course NFL they'd like to see around 4 3.6 whatever but he Looks like he could be a I mean I think somebody threw around the comparison of Derrick Henry. I don't know if he's Derrick Henry, but he could be Who's to say he can't be Josh Jacobs? I mean he did share a backfield with him last year. And Jacobs had a great rookie year for the Raiders, kind of slowed down a little bit late in the year but Jacobs is a guy who runs between the tackles has decent breakaway speed uh, can run over guy how powerful is Cox internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox it's internet built for tomorrow today 
Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So he can run with power. He can run with a little bit of speed. Najee Harris is the same way. I mean, you pretty much know what you're getting with Alabama running backs. Unless you get the overhyped ones. Trent Richardson looking at you. But for the most part, Alabama running backs kind of, you know what you're getting from them. Um, like I said, you have Derrick Henry. I don't know if Harris is quite Derrick Henry, but he could be. Maybe he's a mixture of Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs. But he's another guy who I think will perform well at the next level. He can catch passes out of the backfield too. That's a big uh plus for him because he got seven catches for 79 yards so he had two touchdowns on the ground he had one through the air so he can produce both ways which is going to help his stock even more um so yeah i'm not really worried about Najee harris at the next level now depending on the team a lot of teams philosophies with running backs are they don't really take them in the first round and if you do you're probably going to take one late in the first round. I think. I mean, I think this draft card is probably going to be quarterback heavy. Maybe offensive line heavy in the first round. So Harris might be a guy who goes probably top of the second round, which I mean, that's, that's still great for a running back. Um, but yeah, so Harris, I think, is Josh Jacobs mixed with. Derrick Henry only because I say Derrick Henry like Harris is the type where you know you keep giving him carries and then he can kind of wear down defenses by the fourth quarter and you know he might be one of those where he gains more yards later in the game than earlier in the game but you just have to use him early in the game just to give defenses the I guess anticipation of him running the ball on early downs but like I said you can use him play action have him come out of the backfield and make catches on the perimeter he can make guys miss so he should be fine next level now for the guy actually I'll save Devontae Smith Jalen Waddle. so Jalen Waddle will be declaring for the draft most likely I mean, I do know he had the ankle injury. I think it was midseason. Missed every game up until the title game. For some reason, he played in the title game. He didn't play the whole game, of course, because he did have three catches. But even warming up, you could tell he wasn't fully healthy. But then again, he was probably looking at it as his last chance to play with the team. National title game. He just wanted to contribute a little bit. So he got his couple couple of catches, and then he was kind of out of the game from that point. 
before the injury, he was a guy who could have very well have been in the Heisman Trophy conversation because uh, he was, I mean, he kind of just did it all for them on the field. He was a punt returner. I think he was a kick returner as well. And then he was a great receiver opposite of Devontae Smith. Waddle, I think, could be a... I feel like the first name that pops in my mind is Robert Woods for some reason. That kind of wide receiver. Because I think Waddle is a bigger... Alright, so yeah, so Jalen Waddle, I think, looks like Robert Woods. Um, he's a he's only 5'10. That's actually shorter than I thought he was. Um But he uh, maybe not Robert maybe not Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods is more of an outside receiver. Uh I think Waddle is more slot type receiver. Wow, I didn't really know he was 5'10". Then again, now you can play on the outside because wide receivers... Usually the tall wide receivers are like 6'6". He's only a couple inches shorter than that. So, maybe depending on where he goes, he can you know slide on the inside or play on the outside. I'm not really sure where he will go because I think before the injury he was probably he probably would have been a maybe like a mid mid first round pick. So I think that combine, which I haven't heard any news about because the league was supposed to decide when they were going to have it and what they're going to do with it. So depending on what comes of that, I think the combine will be important for Waddle because he's going to have to show, one, he's over the ankle injury, and two, it hasn't really hurt his ability to, you know, run routes, show explosiveness off the off the snap and all that. Um, so yeah, he's somebody probably have to watch next few weeks, see what you hear from pro days, if they can have one or not. And then the combine, because I'm sure he will show up. At least he should, because I think he could benefit from it. He may not have to perform in all of the drills, but he should do some of them. Um. So next up, I talked about Michi a little bit. I don't know if he's eligible to come out I have a feeling he's okay he's a sophomore so yeah we won't talk about him because he will be back so think of that they're going to lose they're going to lose Waddle and they'll lose Devontae Smith but they got Michi and I'm sure they're probably bringing in some four star guy so they should be fine next year but Devontae Smith so he's a senior so he's graduating he's 6'1 so yeah, he's an outside receiver. So that's weird because he doesn't look six one. Like when I was watching him, I thought he was probably like five ten, and Waddle might have been. But so six one, yeah, he's a perfect outside receiver. He's got good speed, um, 
great route runner. He reminds me of Deshaun Jackson. That's what I see from him. I mean, let's see. What was his season stat? So he had 23 touchdowns. Crazy. 117 catches. Crazy. Over 1,800 yards this year. I mean, that's ridiculous. So now you can see why he won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, you put up numbers like that, you deserve the award. So, so yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, would not be, well, he probably should be the first wide receiver taken. Now, where exactly? Um, so, I guess the... So now thinking about it, I don't know if this maybe factors into what the Jets would do at number two. But like if they decided to keep um, Darnold, you could see drafting a Devontae Smith to at least give him a weapon to throw to. But if they're really looking to move on from Darnold, if you swing a trade with a team... I guess for some more picks, you go Devontae Smith at number two, maybe get a quarterback, What if whatever pick you get from the Darnold deal, I don't know. Because I think I saw somewhere people saying Devontae Smith to the Jets at number two. I mean, the Jets have a lot of issues. Wide receiver is one, so if you got the best wide receiver in college football at number two, I mean, you could do worse with the pick. I feel like if they're going to start bringing in receivers, they probably have to figure out their quarterback situation first. So, interesting to see what the Jets do in the offseason. But, I mean, as that guy was saying, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset to see uh, Smith, I, the Jets take Smith. And it would make perfect sense. Um, like I said, yeah, he's was he was clearly the best player on the field last night. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Uh, I think it was a play. I think he's running an out route. Uh, extended his hands out to make the catch. Ohio State defender came in. His finger kind of got caught on his side, bent back. And when he came back out, he had his index finger and middle finger wrapped together so assuming one of them might have you know dislocated or something so definitely have to see what comes from that he should be fine of course but um but yeah he's definitely he definitely made himself some money last night cause wherever you thought he probably would get drafted after last night's performance, you could expect that to go higher. So, if he is in the top five, shout out to him. But, but yes, ultimately, Alabama wins 52-24. to And now the college football season's over. But, like I said, Joel Klatt on Colin Cowherd's show. Um, as I said, backstory real quick. You know, he was one of those guys who was sick of the BCS at the end of the BCS era. Liked the playoff when it started off, just the two-team playoff. 
think I think he was kind of on the fence about going to four. Ultimately, he wanted to go to four. He was he's been one of those who said stay to four, but now he's come around to expanding to. I think at first it was eight, but then recently he's been kind of just throwing out all different types of scenarios. He threw out like an eighteen playoff. Uh, I think he did 16, 12. Yeah, I don't think he did more than 16. But today he's talking about a 14-team playoff, which I think makes actual sense. So his thing was you take number one and number two in the poll, which he spoke about a little bit after going to that. But you take number one and number two, you give them basically a bye so then you're not having a, a number 14 seed go up to Alabama and get blown out or something. That kind of defeats the purpose. You're seeding 3 through 14. You have them face off against each other in the first round. He said those games will be played on the higher seeds home field. So they get the advantage there. And then from there, you would have one through... Uh, eight at that point, seeded in the second round. Same thing, playing at the um, higher seeds field. And then you go into, uh, I think he said you go into the bowl sites, I guess, after that for the round of, or how did it go? Because at that point, you're in the round of eight. So, yeah, the round after that would be your final four, and then you could go into your Bulls sites for that or whatever. And I thought, because like I said, I thought 16 was the best way to go. I could be convinced that 14, because at least that way you're rewarding number one and number two with a week off, I guess. Um, So, I got to say, I liked his bracket layout so now I'm at the point where if it's not 16 14 works for me he said he would get away from the whole committee aspect he would use kind of a mixture of the computers that work the BCS um, use them you could still use the committee I guess for the human poll the AP poll and the um, let's see. Well, the AP poll, whatever the other poll is, use the committee for that, but then use the BCS computer and have them rank the teams based off of all the, you know, math that they put into it, what strength of schedule, strength of victory, all that kind of stuff. Put it in the computer, let it crunch the numbers, give you your your ranking that way, which I think makes sense. Um. Also, what I've been saying, you know, you got to kind of hold some of these top teams accountable because next year, Alabama plays like Mercer and a couple of smaller teams, which I think is ridiculous because now you're going to have the same problem next year where a team like Cincinnati might be good, but they might not have any tough people on the schedule. So, Clatt, his idea was you take all of your big name schools. And then you basically give them a team from 
the group of five. So the so in NCAA you have your Power Five conferences, which kind of run everything, with the SEC basically running them. So he's saying those schools, which are SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac twelve, their out of conference games will be from the pool of Group Five. That way, they're not scheduling you know Southwest Louisiana State or something. You know, you force Alabama to schedule like a Cincinnati, for example, or uh, a Boise State. You know, schools like that, where the competition is at least uh, higher, so you can get maybe some better games out of it. So, hopefully, you know, they listened to Joel Clatt on that one, because I thought that was a great, great suggestion. But... We'll have to see what the committee does. Uh, I think if they did vote to expand the playoff, it probably wouldn't happen for another, I think, two or three years, I believe. So hopefully hopefully there's some talk of it in, I guess, college football's offseason, if you want to call it that. But, but yeah, so I think it's a good wrap up for the college title game so I guess coming up with next episode uh, I did kind of tease it a couple episodes ago but I think I'll finally do the next episode we're going to talk about uh, social issues where it crosses the line with sports and how that sends the social media world into a frenzy talk about some of that Um, also do some NBA talk this week as the pandemic is starting to really hit some of these teams and it's affecting this NBA schedule so we'll look into that I guess by the weekend you know we'll kind of I don't know find something to talk about so definitely tune in for the rest of the week and ongoing some good shows coming up but uh thanks for tuning in hope you enjoyed it uh if you're new you can interact with the show on the facebook page by searching chomping at the bit you can go to twitter and follow the show at chomping podcasts uh capital c on chomping capital p on podcasts can interact with me there uh, I do put up polls on Twitter a lot um, I think the last poll I put up there was about Super Bowl favorites and what were the results I think it was tied between a couple of teams I may run that poll again later on maybe once we get into the final four see what people think but but yeah um, so yeah so once again thanks for tuning in uh, hope you being safe out there uh, God bless and I'll catch you on the next episode alright this episode is made possible by PWC When you put the right tech in the hands of the right people, good things happen. It powers change. It accelerates innovation. 
It keeps you a step ahead. Our community of solvers brings the right tech to drive real results. It all adds up to the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.